0: Finally, moving on to the last segment of the night for episode 10, season four the theme of lonely progress. This one is Setting the Standard, number six. And this segment is about how the Claggettow Veterans Nonprofit Organization, Incorporated, has been making progress despite the lack of participation from its own veterans. Uh, basically, just uh, being consistent for the next few years to establish um, a great reputation. That's all I'm trying to do now, is establish, um, um, uh, frickin' Moderna's inside the, inside the Hogan here. She's looking for cat crap to munch on. Um, but, like I said, you know, um, being consistent, consistent and persistence, you know, those two factors are the ones that are really, you know, kind of kept me moving. And like I said, before going into this, I said, are you, I was telling myself, you are aware that there's nobody going to help you, right? You may may be lucky if you find one or two, but the veterans, for the most part, they're not going to help you, man. They're not going to, really be there for you and they're not really gonna understand your cause and you still want to do this i'm like yes i still want to do this it's like all right let's go for it then but the other part about being a nonprofit for clagato is that the lady that got us the money the grant money she was telling me that um you're not only are you representing the veterans and helping them out but you're also helping out the community of clagato and i did hear before that um it could be um, one of those things where, uh, uh, damn dog. Anyways, it could be one of those things where you um, you can help out beyond your community. You can help out your pretty much the tribe, you know. So it just all depends on where you want to take it. Basically, like for me, I just want to keep this nonprofit at a level to where I can maintain it and I can work with it. So putting up events in Clagato, that's slowly, not really, but slowly becoming second nature right now. And that's why I'm pushing for, um, you know, I'm just pushing for public awareness, public notice that um, anybody can do this. And especially doing a podcast, I mean, how hard is it to talk about subjects that, you know you want to get out and you want other people to know about and like i said for me i'm i'm doing this and i'm just saying that um it it is hard but <laughs> sounds funny um it's it is complicated it is stressful but you just got to be persistent and not have that negative mindset and that mental limitation that oh well nobody likes me i'm just going to quit i'm going to stop Because what happened for the month of September was there was a lot of shortages of participation. I thought it was just for Clagato, but it's also for other organizations, um, like um, other stores, you know, some, some of those store managers that I'm starting to know, they say, oh, my employees were always saying they wanted more store hours, but yet they're not here, you know. I mean, I'm trying to tell them to come in, so I don't have to come in, you know. And then uh, there was another guy, uh, Sammy C, from that uh, radio station. Uh, I I told him I he goes, how are things going? And I just told him I said, well, everything's kind of slow. I got lack of participation. Nobody wants to help out. And they all disappeared, ghosted me. Some of them don't even call me. So I just got to keep moving on, though. I said. And he goes, hey brother, you know, goes, "Um, I'm like that too. He goes, I run the, um, uh, I. I don't remember what he called it, but basically it's the Young Football League of America. He goes, and even the parents don't want to participate anymore. I was like, really? He goes, yeah. So when he told me that, I did feel better about it. Like, okay, you know, it's not just me. So it's probably the state fair. It's probably the Navajo Nation Fair. It's probably fair time. People want to spend their money at those places. They want to hang out with their bros, go to the rodeos or whatever's going on. So that's why I was like, oh, okay. Well, then you know, there's really no need to be thinking that I'm the only one who's having lack of participation. So with that being said, you know, I just kept pushing on, and I, and it was a pain in the ass to get the uh, flyer ready, but um, finally got it done. Um, I'm very proud of the way it looks, and I've also um, just kind of looked at the way for the next uh, events, I can definitely lay, take something off of that, learn from it and um, really um, push for basically just setting the example for everybody, you know? And that's why what I when I post this stuff on Facebook, it's not that I'm uh, trying to rub it in anyone's face and I'm not trying to um, show off I'm just trying to say look here's how I done it if you can do it better by all means go for it but here's the example so that way I can eliminate a lot of this when people say oh the executive director can't help us you know he don't want to work with us oh the president's office is being like this and like that it's like no it's just you guys you're just too fat lazy and stupid you know um there are ways to get things done. It's just, you guys just don't want to put in the effort. So, you know, and because basically I want to call them out and say, why do you guys call yourselves veterans, military veterans? You guys don't do a damn thing, you know, to, you're just, you just want to be entitled to a lot of money that you're just going to give away, you know? So that's, you know, primarily my point. And, um, you know, that's, that's unfortunately what i'm dealing with now and like i said i did do my part in bringing up at the meetings the agency meetings the regular veteran clagato veteran meetings and it all got met with the same fanfare which was nothing and all all i pretty much got was yeah or something like that you know so i just i was just thinking Well, you know what? There's got to be somebody out there, veteran or non, they're going to be wanting to do something like what I'm doing. So now that I've been talking about this for, we'll say over five years, um, just nonstop five years talking about this nonprofit stuff, you know, this podcast serves as another resource tool where They can listen to it and say, oh, okay, all right. Well, then I shouldn't feel so bad if nobody wants to help out. That's just the way it is because everybody wants help. But the second you come up with a way to help them that requires them to be active, that's where they shut down. And they're like, no, I don't want to do that. That's not part of my problem. You know, I'm not going to be sticking my neck out like that. It's too risky. And that's where I just kind of look at them like, all right, man, well, you know what? If it's too much for you, you can't handle it. Don't try to do all this black magic bullshit on me because you were too afraid to take a chance. Oh, yeah, you run to witchcraft right away, you know, run to your local skinwalker. Oh, yeah, stop uh, Mateo Native Ravager over there. He's being too successful, and I'm jealous of that. The skinwalker or the witchcrafter might be, man, you're out of your damn mind. Get the hell out of my Hogan. But then again, they might be like, well, if you got the money, yeah, I'll go after him. But, you know, it's, it's going to be, if you're going after someone like that, that's already showing a lot of progress, it's going to be hard to stop someone like that. Because then, now they got the taste for it. They got the motivation for it. And, you know, witchcraft really isn't going to slow them down, you know. And as I said before, you know, these skinwalkers, when they come out, the, the, your dogs are barking, maybe possibly the hair on the back of your, your neck and your, uh, your arms are sticking up. But the second you go out the door and look for them, they're gone. They, they disappear. They hide. And um, not to jump too ahead of myself with the uh, um, Halloween episodes coming up in for October, but I want to share this story about a skinwalker. One night I was sleeping. And well, obviously, (laughs) and in my dream, I was with, um, I I think I want to say it was one of my nephews, um, but I was with a, a family member and they kept saying, look, there's a skinwalker right there. And I said, where, where I couldn't see. And then, um, and then, um, they were finally, I said, I, I think I said something like, well, if you're a skinwalker, come out, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be looking for you if you're just going to run and hide. And sure enough, man, some guy came out and he was wearing like, um, you know, just like what you would see a skinwalker wear with uh, the coyote pelt with the painted face. He had like long hair. Oh, he actually had a mask on, I think it was. Uh, and um, yeah, also had, um, what do you call it? uh, like a tail, I think it was. And he was wearing moccasins and he was right by the, um, the wood shed. and the dogs were barking. And I was like, Oh shit, let me go try to see if I can catch him. Maybe I can walk up close, you know, cause in my head, I was thinking of uh, the skinwalker like a wild animal, you know, maybe let me just get a little bit closer, you know? And then uh, off to my side, I think it was my sister or my brother, one of them, was telling me, don't go up to it, don't touch it. And I was like, well, it's right there. So I might as well, you know, see if I can catch it. But, you know, like I said, my hairs were standing up on their end and my neck. And then um, I think one of my family members started pulling me back towards the Hogan where I'm doing the podcast now. And from there, I woke up and I still had that feeling like, you know, uh, of, um, the, the hairs on my arms and neck standing up, you know? So I started thinking about it. I was like, I think there was a skinwalker standing right outside the window, watching me as I was dreaming. So that was, you know, very interesting that my body would be on that type of an alert, even though my mind was, was in dreamland, you know, getting all them Z's. So that's why, you know, when I look, when I think about it, I'm like, Wow, man, that's uh, pretty crazy. But, anyways, (laughs) going back to uh, setting the example, all the stuff that I'm talking about, you know, all the stuff that I'm setting up the car club, the podcast, you know, the social media and the events, all those are just setting examples that, you know, it can be done. And if you pursue the nonprofit and you do it the way I'm doing it, you could probably be way more successful than me. However, if you do decide to go for a business and you know about business, then go for it, man. Don't let anything stop you. But I was thinking maybe if you do have a business, you may want to team up with a nonprofit group and kind of uh do some sponsorings. And that's why I try to be pushed for all this over at the agency meetings past five, six years. But since the sheeple don't want to listen to me, that's fine. I'm just going to reserve it for Clagato. And not only that, but reserve it for people who are actually paying attention and listening to me and wanting to know more. And like like I've been saying, all that stuff, just setting the example is basically all I'm doing. I'm not trying to show off. I'm not trying to rub it in anyone's face. I'm also learning as I'm going along cuz I don't know everything about this. So as that is the case, you know, I'm I'm pretty confident that um as time goes on, we'll get some more um some more nonprofit groups, some more people involved and you know, basically I would just tell them be consistent. Just stay consistent. Don't, do, don't take on any more than you have to, but don't slack off because the people are going to realize that you're not even making an effort. And um, so being consistent would be pretty much the key. Uh, for the next few years, uh, what I'm trying to do with this Clagato Veterans Nonprofit is just establish a reputation just to show that our customer service is on point point. That if somebody were to say, "Oh well, you know, Native Ravager, my my um, my uncle, my dad, there was a uh, army veteran try to call you, call your number, and you guys didn't answer," and I'll be, like, "Oh well, shit, I'm here now." You know what? What was the problem? Or If the guy's all pissed and goes, "Oh, you guys don't answer your phone," I'll say, "Well, I'm sorry about that, sir." You know, I'm here now. You know, how can I help you? And you know, talk to them on my own terms, my, my using my voice in my own idea on how to deal with them so that way you know they'll be like you know what yeah I didn't like it the fact that they they kind of ignored me the first few calls but you know the fact that the Native Ravager got back with me and um, you know talked to me and worked out the problem and was able to get my paperwork through or whatever the case may be and uh, oh yeah you know I definitely recommend them now you know so that's why I, Uh, that's another reason why, uh, for the last episode I was talking about Navajo royalty because of the way that Queen Elizabeth, you know, just basically how she ran a country for 70 years, man. And, and I said, you know, look at us, look at our tribal leaders. They can't even last four years without going into a scandal. And then after that, I got on, after I uploaded all those on uh, Facebook. Then I saw a lot of memes about, you know, natives not caring about the, um, the queen and everybody's just talking negative or doing, having negative memes about that. And I was like, damn, you know, you know, I I was looking at it and I'm like, yeah, you know, nobody's perfect. And it went back into that same realm of Navajo's judging. They're always judging. And it's like, yeah, you know, uh, that guy was named Prince Philip, you know, of Monaco. He was, a, uh, you know, busted with all them, uh, children for pedophilia, basically with, you know, and, uh, sex with underage girls and whatnot. And then, um, the other one was, um, yeah, you know, some, some people were saying, you know, the fact that the queen's dead has nothing to do with me. And it's like, Well, it's not so much that it has anything to do with you. It's just that, you know, we just got to stop being judgmental Indians, you know, that's why we're not even progressing anywhere because we have that. Oh, well, you know, I don't care about, you know, some royalty person that died. uh, So it's got nothing to do with me. And, you know, I'm guilty of the same thing where I say that about politicians. Well, I've got nothing to do with me, but uh, it's, it's certain it to me at least i try to break down why i support um i don't want to say a party but specific people and um and it's kind of like you know celebrities when celebrities die like you know an american celebrity a movie star that's where you know natives uh or actually navajos then they're like oh yeah rest in peace and all this stuff and so for me, you know, I'm not trying to defend the queen. <laughs> I'm just saying that what she left behind, that legacy of doing her, you know, her doing her responsibility uh, or being responsible for a job and then looking at the things that she's done, the positive things, you know, I'm like, wow, that's very inspirational. Now, I know there is negative things about her where people are telling me that, that she years ago, she went to Canada and they, she picked out like 10 native kids to go on a trip and have dinner with the queen. They took off and the queen never brought back those native kids. And I was like, damn, really? They're like, yeah. And and so I was like, well, you know, that happened a long time ago. I mean, you know, there's really not much I can do. I can't really say anything about that. As far as the Missy Murdered Indigenous Women movement goes, I try to get the veterans involved. They don't want to. But yet when the queen dies, suddenly like, oh, I don't care about that. I don't care about her. I'm not royalty. I don't give a damn. I fuck the queen and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you're just, you know, having that repetitive ignorance go back and forth, which is why – or not back and forth, but just rotating – which is why you guys won't listen to me. You guys, you know, I'm trying to be helpful here. And since you guys don't want to listen, well, shit, I'm just moving on with my own business then. But like I said, you know, the way the queen had, you know, set the standard for herself and was able to not have an opinion, I was like, damn, man, that's some powerful stuff right there. And, you know, like other countries, they didn't like the queen. Uh, She'd done some wrong to them and, you know, Possibly done the same thing where she took off with their kids and never brought them back. You know, there's really nothing I can do about that. I can't travel to Jamaica and or Trinidad and make those people feel better, you know. And I can't bring back their dead kids. So, you know, all I can say is, well, you know, hopefully those kids are resting in peace without having to worry too much of them being in pain. But um, other than that, you know if I were to take the nonprofit money, buy me a plane ticket and drop fly over there to Trinidad. And how about those guys over there? What is the K- Clagato community going to say? You know, they're like, Oh, he went all over there just to prove a point about the queen. That's stupid. You know, why would he do that? He's just stealing money. He's wasting money, you know, and they'd be right in, in certain, in certain regards. But other than that, you know, it just, it's just always going to be contradictions. And, um, So that's why I just wanted to bring all this up and say, all I'm doing right now is just setting the standard for, for other non, for other, hopefully other veteran nonprofits to step up and join the ranks and say, oh yeah, we want to do this now, but we're not getting any progress done with, uh, going through the agency and constantly blaming the executive director for the Navajo veterans, uh, you know, agencies and all that stuff. And, you know, it all goes hand in hand. Um, I know I had kind of have a way of making my point by taking long, long, taking a long direction just to get to the point. I try to get to the point right away, but you know, without context, you know, you really don't know what it is that I'm referring to. So anyways, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's going to be it for, um, episode 10, not episode 10. And, you know, that was setting the standard. So hopefully, um, from here on out, you know, maybe, um, more other veteran organizations will kind of, uh, embrace the idea of doing a nonprofit. Um, but if more veterans want to do small business, that's great too, because it's uh, basically my whole point is it's, it's time to stop relying on tribal government because they're just going to let you down, let you down, let you down. And, they're going to be saying, oh, well, we got our news from the CNN and M- MSNBC. And it's like, fine, whatever, man. But um, as long as there's people busy, or not people, as long as there's Navajos staying busy building uh, nonprofits or small businesses, I think we're going to be okay in the future, you know. And then we can start establishing our own business locations. And then from that point on, the um tribal government officials and their terrible uh, customer service and all those all those people that piss off the veterans they'll be the ones saying oh shit we shouldn't have done that let's go let's go get those uh veterans to try to come back and sign up with their uh you know what's that damn thing called not social service yeah social service packets or the um the hardship money again and you know, hopefully five, 10, 15 years down the road, veterans start investing in businesses. And we have plenty on the res to where we eliminate the need to go to gal to to go to the border towns, I should say, not just Gallup, but go to the border towns and spend all our money on gas and food over there and get like a few stuff and then bring it back, which then again, you got to put gas in there. And then if you're cruising with kids, you got to buy them some more food. So, you know, it's just, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle to try to make this the standard, but oh well, Clagato Veterans Nonprofit is already doing it. So let's just keep pushing on. And so with that being said, um, this has been Mateo Native Ravager with the Clagato Veteran Podcast, season four, episode 10 saying, thank you for listening, man. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, I just really uh, wish I could do more. But other than that, We'll see you in episode, or hear from each other in episode 11. Until then, yea, see ya.